y'all, it's your girl Marley, and I want to welcome you to the first episode of season four. As you can tell, I'm super excited that you have decided to tune in to the Yep, She Said It podcast. I guarantee you will leave this episode with some gems from my featured guest, Mr. Derek Furlow, who really is going to change some lives with sharing his journey in life. Um, his journey through sports and how he used all of his life experiences to really get to this entrepreneurial success lifestyle. Um, And he's not afraid to be transparent. So sit back, enjoy, listen to the message, take some notes because you will be changed. It's 2020 baby and we are going in. All right, y'all, I'm just so excited to kick off. So thankful and so blessed to be kicking off season four. Um, The last episode I dropped was basically a month and two days ago. Um, And I was on the fence, like, do I want to give a closing episode for 2019 or 2020? Or do I just want to jump into it? And life just sort of happened and things were coming and then just the holidays and being extremely busy with family. Um, preparing for a conference I recently presented at. It was just crazy. So I just decided to, you know what, let's just start off a fresh season, season four. um, And then in between, I'll kind of give you guys a wrap up because I really have some things that I want to talk about that are key takeaways for me from 2019 that you guys can really um, utilize in your life. But for now, we're going to jump right into this. Um, some things with the podcast is going to happen is I'm so excited because I'm making changes and growing based on my listeners and the response and the DMs and the emails that you guys send. It's absolutely incredible. And what seems to be the most popular is you guys are loving the interviews. You're loving the visual content. And in addition to that, you love the inspirational messages that I give. So what I've decided to do is just consolidate um, the episode into three parts. The inspirational message, featured interviews, and a wrap-up segment where I let you know what's going on in my life and some things that um, I'm up to and what's happening and all that good stuff. So with that said, we're going to jump right into this with our first segment called Marley's Message. And if you've never tuned in before, Marley's Message is my gift to you that has been um, inspired and motivated and and developed through personal experience, whether it's things I've gone through the week, things I've heard, things I've read. And I always sit down and I make sure that I pray and that I meditate to really decide what it is and to determine really what it is that I'm supposed to give you. Um, and, And it's been incredible. And this message was truly inspired from the interview that I did with Mr. Derek Furlow, who's going to be featured in the interview. Um, I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. And I don't know, I'm just ready for you guys to listen. And so as I was preparing for this message, I was really starting to think like, hmm, there's so much that was said, but there's like three takeaways that I feel that everyone can apply to their life. The first one is don't go back. Two, you came through it to get to it. And three, recognize your purpose and your platform. Now, number three really pulled from the interview that you guys will hear um, and also in the after show that's on YouTube. But it was just like, oh my gosh, like this is 
three gems that we all need in our life. We're starting off a new year and a lot of people set intentions, they have goals and all of that, but you have to get to the substance of it. You have to get to the meaning of it and understand why you don't want to go back. Remembering what you persevered through, remembering the hard times, remembering the strength and the faith that it took. And that as you move forward in this year, don't go back. Don't allow the hard times and the confusing times to pull you back to a place that you were strong enough to get through. Always remember that you were strong enough to get through it. And that goes into point two. You came through it to get to it. You've arrived, right? You're here. How amazing and blessed is this opportunity because I'm sure you know or know somebody that knows somebody that did not make it. That something was so hard that they just couldn't get through it. And maybe they are here physically, but emotionally and mentally and spiritually, they are dead. And you may be that example for them to say, listen, if I can come through it, you can get to it too. Like This is a moment of fulfillment, a moment of self-acknowledgement, self-reflection that you dig deep and say, I've arrived. Doesn't mean that you've accomplished all your goals. Doesn't mean that you've even begun to brainstorm and to develop a, a journey that says, this is me, or even tapped into your purpose. But just know that you are here. I heard Oprah say that the breath that you are taking right now matters. Being in this space matters. I heard Brisha Webb this week, and I hear it all the time. People say, I honor my space. I honor being here. So give yourself that recognition that you are here and you deserve it. And that goes into point three, the recognize your purpose and your platform. Some people have arenas and stadium, stadiums of people that they can talk to and they utilize that as their platform. Some people are at a local community organization of 20 people and that is their platform. But all that matters is that you have determined your purpose. And again, you honor your space. So that whatever the gift and the talent that you have been giving and you are sharing with others, you will be fulfilled and rewarded. It may not look how you thought it would look. It may not feel how you thought it would feel. It may not come with all the fireworks that you imagine. But when you walk in your purpose and recognize the individuals that you are supposed to help and how you are to help them and backtrack, you recognize that you are here to help others that everything that is happening to you is happening for you. I had a person from last season I interviewed, Nicole Collins, who said something very similar to that. And then I heard Oprah say it again. Like when I tell y'all, these messages are not me, it's prayer, it's manifestation. I'm just guided to the places to bring you these messages. So recognize where you are and that you don't have to go back. Recognize the strength that it took to get through the rough times and that you are standing tall and here. And then recognize that your purpose is waiting on you. Your journey's gonna look different than other people. You may walk different, talk a little different, your plan may be different, or maybe your plan has totally changed from what you thought it would be, and that is okay. As long as your intentions are solid, your faith is strong, 
and you are committed and consistent, you cannot go wrong. All right, y'all, I really hope that that message resonated with you, connected with you, um, and inspires you to keep going in the positive direction or to make that change now so that you can start moving in your purpose and recognizing your platform. And you will also see how it ties directly into the interview. And I want you to take everything and figure out how you can make a positive shift and utilize the gems that we are dropping today to help you in every way. But before we get into the interview with Mr. Derek Furlow, I think it's important that you know a little bit about his story and realize that there may be some of you in his journey. So Derek was just another kid who wanted a better life and saw sports, football in particular, as a vehicle that could provide it. During his football journey to and through the University of Tennessee from 2005 to 2009, He played football and completed his bachelor's and master's degree in four years. Wow, right? Derek soon realized that football was just a temporary stage for his permanent purpose. The adversity he endured and the challenges he faced shifted his perspective, putting him in alignment with his true assignment. Come on, assignment. Now today, he shares his story and the principles he learned Two, from sports to impact, inspire, and empower people while putting them in the position to transition. Let's get right into the interview. Welcome to the Yep, She Said It podcast. And as you know, this segment of the podcast is known as Who Got Next? And this week, we have a great interview with Mr. Derek Farlow, who is going to come in and really share his experience, his knowledge, and really what he's doing to change the game from a different avenue, but also from being a former collegiate athlete at the University of Tennessee. So before we get into it, how are you doing? I'm doing incredible. Definitely blessed for the opportunity to connect and, and be on the Yep, She Said It podcast. All Let- right. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about yourself because, you know, I see that you have this theme and this model. I believe it's impact, inspire, and empower. Is that right? Inspire and empower, I-I-E. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the mission, that's the purpose. Um, and that, it's kind of funny. That, um, that was something that I had done all my life, but it didn't actually reveal itself to me into my identity as an athlete died. So um, now we, we we got that 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 bigger purpose. That was what I'm truly here to do. So I make sure I remind myself of that every single day. For sure. Now I definitely want to come back to the athletic identity and what we call you know um, identity foreclosure. I definitely want to circle back to that. That's huge. And I think that's a big piece that a lot of athletes are just now starting to understand with actually being able to put a name on it. But let's talk a little bit about your journey. I know you played football. What was your experience? Because it seems like education always seemed to be a little bit of a priority when I looked that you got your bachelor's and your master's within four years. Is that true? 
<laughs> yeah, so that's true, but that was an accident. So it, it, it wasn't necessarily a priority, Marley, but I, <laughs> um, I appreciate it. But, no problem. <laughs> but, but growing up, um, I was raised by a single mom in Southwest Atlanta, and uh, it was not the best of environments, definitely in the hood, drug dealers on every corner, police up and down the block every hour on hour, and the environment wasn't necessarily conducive to the best upbringing for kids. So my mom do it, did what she needed to do to put us in the best situation to win. And we found ourselves moving around a lot. So pretty much every other year, I'll find myself going to a new school, have to make new friends. And over a period of time, I got to the point that I was good at making friends fast because I knew if I didn't make them quick enough, who's going to be leaving next year and I was going to make new friends. So I did a lot of moving around a lot um, due to the fact my mom wasn't going to settle for for whatever environment that Atlanta had to give us and she wanted to put her kids in the best situation possible. So eventually we moved out of Atlanta down to Griffin, Georgia, where she's met with stepdad, which is that's her husband now, and things kind of changed for the better. It, it, it wasn't no more trying to figure out what we was going to going to eat. Wasn't any more of those making sure we had to come inside before the lights came on. One 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 of those situations where you were scared when you heard the sirens because you thought they may be going to your house. So that's when things begin to change for the better for me to a degree. And at that point, um, I got to high school and had a chance to play organized sports because growing up, I didn't I couldn't afford to play park and recreation, we played outside on the street. Right. And one of those particular times, how I ended up getting this 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 education, uh, I was wanting to go outside and play. I had an older sister and she was responsible for telling us what we had to clean up. And she normally would tell me to clean up the kitchen and the bathroom, which I hated cleaning up the kitchen. Because <laughs> we all did. <laughs> they left the dishes all over the place and I had to clean them up. Cause I washed mine, the little that we did have. And then the bathroom, I ain't like cleaning it up because you know it was always pee everywhere. And that was probably <laughs> so uh, I remember having to clean up the kitchen and the bathroom, and I went outside to go play. And I'm outside probably about 15 minutes. My mom gets home, and she comes out and says, "Hey, come back in the house. You got to clean up." I'm like, "Oh, I, I cleaned up already." And she's like, "Nah, you didn't. Come back in the house." So I go in the house, and she had went behind me and spot checked me. And she took me to the bathroom and literally made me clean the whole bathroom over again. And what she said to me was, if you're gonna do it, do it right the first time. Mm. And at that moment, I hated cleaning up the bathroom. I would never clean up twice again in my life. Right. So I got to college on the back end. Mm -hmm. I ended up graduating with my bachelor's and my master's in four years. I ended up taking classes and I told myself I wasn't gonna drop classes, I wasn't gonna fail classes, because I didn't really like classes that much. Academics, I wasn't the smartest student. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't the best, but I realized I didn't like it, and if I didn't do good in it, I was gonna take it again. There so if go. I was gonna do it, do it right the first time. So by mm -hmm. default of that lesson I learned earlier in life, mm -hmm. that's how I ended up graduating early um, and getting my bachelor's and my master's. <laughs> so it wasn't just I was like smart, I just, I was stubborn and did not want to do something again. And I right. was fortunate to hear that earlier and see it from a lot of teammates that was before me. Um, mm -hmm. came, left school, came back, had to take class. I'm like, I don't like class that much, so let me, let me get it right the first time. That's amazing because those are basic life skills and life lessons that I think a lot of people don't recognize that they have. And it can you can be an athlete, you can be a professional, but it's those life skills and those foundation moments that really do carry you through the rest of your life. And even though at that time it, it, there was no correlation between chores and education, 
but that is really what set the foundation for you to move through that. And now it's even more amazing that you're able to connect the dots so that you can inspire others to understand what that is. Because I actually did an interview not so long ago where a young lady who is a social worker and her big thing, her big focus is parenting. And that's a big part of what my business will be introducing is some of those conversations and those skills that parents already have um, and some things that they may need to understand the strengths that they can actually prepare their child for the next level for higher education and why it's really not that far, you know, far-fetched and untouchable that we can all accomplish that. Um, how do you feel that you've been able to take your experience and your journey and give back through your books, your business. Um, how has that really helped you? I mean, it's definitely had to create a certain thought process for you. Well, it, it's, it's, it's been a couple of things. A lot of, uh, so you said a couple of things. First things first, uh, I got this saying is don't miss the message. Mm. So, like a lot of things that we go through or grow through, because either you're going to go through it or you're going to grow through it. One of the right. two, if you grow through it, you don't miss the message. Mm -hmm. But if you go through it, you'd often miss the message. So I was fortunate that coming from small beginnings and, and not having a lot, I paid attention to a lot of things. And as right. I got older, a lot of things kind of stuck with me. So I ain't miss, I ain't miss a lot of messages. Right. So when I got into sports and I was able to start playing in high school and in college, and that's a whole other story in itself. I started to I play safety and play running back. So playing safety, you got to be aware of it, where, where everybody's at, what they're doing, mm -hmm. so you can make corrections. When you play running back, you got to be aware of where everyone's at, so you can um, not get your head knocked off. Right. Go where you're supposed to go. So right. that awareness right there, I, I used to kind of as a, a building block for paying attention in life. Um, especially growing up in Southwest Atlanta, you got to be aware of what's going on around you because mm -hmm. some could be going down. So that awareness, I, I tend to take, I took hold of it. And from that, I came up with this formula, and it was called the transition formula, which is called T plus C plus C equals ST. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's whatever you're going through, you got to figure out what's the takeaway. Right. What can you take away from it? And there's always some type of value add that you can take away from it that may not be used now. It might not necessarily be used for you. It could be used for somebody else to benefit them down the road, whether it's your kids or a friend. And then once you take it away, you got to ask yourself, how does it correlate? How does it correlate to me where I'm at, somebody else where they're at, where I'm going, or whatever that looks like? Right. The next one is how you carry it over. How can I carry over this this takeaway to benefit me right now where I'm at or benefit someone else that I know, love, or trust? Right. And with doing those things, that that ha that helped me have a successful transition. Mm -hmm. So now whatever I do, as far as the people around me, whether I'm impacted by and empowering, um, mentees that I mentor, my peers, or just people around me in general, I feel like those, those that, that formula is something I can use to help add value to the people that I'm around on a regular basis, because a lot of times you don't have the proper perspective about the situation. And if mm -hmm. I can get that formula, T plus C plus C equals ST, regardless of whatever they're going through, I believe it helps add value to them and let them look at it from the right perspective. So a lot of those things, they play a major role on me I just been fortunate enough to take a step back and look at it from a different, different, different lens. Right, and I think it's amazing that you talk about that you didn't miss the message because a lot of times the athletic identity is so high on the scale that we don't recognize ourselves as athletes, as people, 
as um, a child, as a sister, brother, we are a basketball player. We are a football player. That's who we are. So it's very easy to miss those messages because that message may not come in the form or the shape of athletics, which is something that we attach at that point in your life. You may attach everything to. So what is it that you can tell athletes that are transitioning, let's say from high school to collegiate sports, that are some maybe some of the messages that you didn't miss that maybe you realize that are common, if that makes sense, that others are missing. Because in some programs, you may hear that academics is a priority and you're a student first because of student athlete, but some programs may not allow you to explore the medical field because you may not make it to labs um, or whatever that requirement is may be too strenuous for you as an athlete, um, especially you know if you're at a top, a top power five school or really competing, um, it's gonna be tough. So what are some of those messages, something that you can tell people in that transition, uh, whether it's parents, players, and even coaches, some things that could, could really be helpful for them? Man, I, I, or first and foremost, I would advise them to go get my book because it's gonna give them a whole bunch of stuff. There um, you go. And what is your book called? Next, What's Next, How to Transition Like a Champion. And it's available on Amazon, DerekCurlow.com. Audible, iTunes, it's available everywhere. But I would advise them to get that because it's gonna give them a lot of a lot of depth, and we don't have a lot of time here. But first things first, man, I would say you gotta remove the label because mm. the moment you put the label on it, the moment you kind of put yourself in a box. Right. And prior to giving yourself that athletic label, the athlete label, which honestly somebody else actually gives you, you just adopt it and believe mm -hmm. it, buy into it, and all of a sudden you're limited. Right. You when you think about everything else you've done in your life. You've had dual purpose to play multiple roles. Just think about a particular sport when you before you even get to college. You may play basketball, run track, tennis, soccer, golf, whatever it looks like. Right. Well, in basketball, you got offense and you got defense. Mm -hmm. You may play guard, you may play center, you may play multiple positions. So by default, you already are versatile. Right. It's not a basketball player who plays like like you're already versatile. So by default in the titles that are put on it, you already proved yourself to be versatile. However, you don't necessarily think about it from that perspective. When you think about your environment, you might have a brother, you might be a brother, you might be a sister, you might be a cousin, you might be an uncle. You already right. got different titles. So you're already versatile by default. So right. what you have to stop doing is limited these titles that you put on yourself. Because when you limit your titles, you limit your expectation, you limit what you're capable of, and all of a sudden you become in this box. And now when you do get to one of these schools and you're an athlete or you're a job, you're supposed to play sports. You're not supposed to be good at class. You're supposed to be mm -hmm. capital. You're, you're not supposed to know how to manage your money. You're not supposed to be able to do an internship. All those become excuses for what you're not supposed to do just because you've been labeled and put yourself in a box. So a lot of times, these labels don't define you. Like right. you are an athlete. Before more than an athlete was a thing, like you, you've been that. You Hello. Just, <laughs> you, just ain't, you just ain't never thought about it, but you've been that. Mm -hmm. So. That's the first things first I would tell them, and, and man, we can dive deeper, but that, that's the first things first, you gotta move the labels, because if you don't move those labels, nobody can get them. Right. You, you think you are. Yeah, and it's the exposure, so I, I thank you for that, because you hit so many key points as far as just understanding the versatility and the leverage you have of being an athlete, but when you allow external factors to confine you, you won't grow because you will see yourself within those four walls. But if you stop and look, like you said, in every avenue, no matter how long you've been an athlete, you have been able to balance more than just the average person. And a lot of people don't realize that, but I think we're hearing the message, but I like your approach and how you simplified it. Um, and you're giving the visual, because a lot of times I think with athletes, you have to speak in athletic terminology Absolutely. to help them see. 
Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because you're still able to create a game plan and say, hey, this is what you've done. We're just gonna flip it and talk about the business side or the avenue or the professionalism. Same thing, different court. You, you just said something that it's it's still it's still we're still ahead of the curve on it. It, it hasn't registered everyone yet. I be at conferences, events. A lot of the people they bring in to speak to athletes don't speak the athletic lingo. So mm. guess what? Don't speak my lingo. It's kind of like you talking Spanish and I don't know Spanish. Hello. Why? Hello. Why are you wasting people's time, energy, and money bringing them in there because they look good on paper or they do something? It, it looks good. Look like you athletes to learn this but they can't speak their language. If you can't speak their language, it don't matter what you teach me. It don't matter what you talk to me about. So right. that alone is one thing I know is missing. And that's why I created my book, my curriculum and everything I do, just because it speaks the athletic lingo. It speaks awesome. in the way they understand it, regardless of what sport you play. Right. I've been done it. I have, I'm just not talking about it because of the statistics or the research I've done on it. This is real life. Right. So that's one of the biggest issues I see which will still be an issue for a while just because some institutions don't get it. And the people right. that run institutions might necessarily been athletes. They just was in position to get the job because they were qualified and they, that was something they wanted to do. So that's a whole other problem. But you um, you brought it up. I'm just, I'm just saying. You, yeah, you, <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, we are here to lay it all out because with this podcast, you know, it's to be real. We're trying to change people's lives, trying to enlighten folks and let people see that people are out here doing the right thing have the resources, and some of these folks that you bringing, are bringing into these universities and to these programs are really only hindering our athletes and sometimes causing more damage than good because you continue to feed into the stereotype. If I go into a classroom every day and that teacher has not taken the time or the professor to really understand and work with me and see where my challenges are, um, just as a person, even as an athlete, as a person, well, you're not gonna really have the effort of football because you don't feel comfortable or have the value or belief in yourself to apply yourself. So how could that change if you were to go into a different atmosphere and someone's saying, oh, you can be uh, on a Fortune 500 company and everything they're talking to you about is something that you've never heard in your life. Wow. It's, not, it's not gonna work. Nope. And people are saying, we have the resources, we give you that, we give you this. It doesn't work that way. You can have all the resources, but if no one tells me how to effectively use them and where to find them, let's talk about where to even find them. Cause stuff, that's a whole nother, don't even get me started. That's a whole nother situation. I had to, my blood pressure started to get high. I had to come back down. Yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. I'm, 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 I'm gonna shut up on that one. I, I don't want your blood pressure to go, but that's a whole nother, <laughs> very thing. A whole nother situation. It, it's serious stuff, but I, I definitely, we're gonna get ready to transition into the after show. But one thing that I want to for you to share is you talk about your book, you talked about your, your upbringing and the preparation and the message that you didn't miss. But my question is, what, what clicked for you to say, you know what, I'm gonna start my own business, I'm gonna become an author, I'm gonna become a public speaker. Like there's something that had to happen to get you, you're like, no, education wasn't really what it was. Well, you know, this, nah, I, something is missing. I need to know how did you jump from this to this to the, where you are now? Because it's incredible and it's only the beginning. Appreciate it. Two things. Um, the first defining moment came in high school when I tore my ACL, but I didn't know it. But it was supposed to be a meniscus tear and I went to go get meniscus surgery and I woke up with a repair ACL and I missed my whole senior year. Oh my goodness. Having football scholarship opportunities from multiple places to all of them been took away. So that was that first wake up of this thing that I just put all this work, effort, energy, and blood and sweat into, and then just got ripped away from me. And I'm obsolete on this football landscape. 
What am I gonna do? Wow. Who am I gonna in this game? So yeah. that was the first wake up call. The second wake up call was, I get to the University of Tennessee um, through, the, through the grace of God. I was on film playing against two guys that they was coming there. So they called me to come to an orange and white game, meet with the coaches, the team. And they say, look, we know you just had knee surgery. Unfortunately, we can't give you a full ride right now because we're not sure how your knee's going to recover. At that point, I was waiting on somebody to bet on me because I was going to bet on myself. Right. I had all the burn bridges for smaller schools because I knew I wanted to play in the SEC, which I would not recommend anyone do, but I was locked in. I knew what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got hurt, I gambled on myself and I lost. However, I stayed consistent taking care of my grades in school and the coaches end up saying to me, hey, we can't give you a full ride scholarship right now because we're not sure how your knee's going to respond. Business, I get it. Um, however, we're willing to give you a shot and if your knee response size capable of responding, we got a full ride scholarship waiting on you. Well, luckily, wow. all those times I went to class and paid attention to just doing the great work I needed to do, my grades were good enough. I got some academic help along with a couple of loans. Sure enough, get to the University of Tennessee in two years delayed after having to prove myself to myself, my teammates, and the coaches over and over and over again, I made it so they couldn't deny me, got my full ride football scholarship. But wow. in that time frame, wow. I got exposed to people just because you got the stage as an athlete. People mm -hmm. want to be around you as an athlete. They like you because you play sports as an athlete, right? So what I realized was these people want to be around me because of the stage I got, because I make them look cool, sound good, feel good. Mm -hmm. How can I get to know them in their circle, in their space, in their bubble, outside of just being an athlete? Right. And I, I started to make sure I hung out with people that were not on my teammates. I started to make mm -hmm. sure I hung out with people that looked like me. I got outside of my circle. This is what I realized. College was the biggest networking place I could ever be. Hello. There was people there that I needed to meet. There was going to be somebody's boss, CEO, right. somebody, somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I, got, I, I, I stopped hanging around my teammates as much. I stopped mm -hmm. dressing like a jock. When we went to class, I didn't sit by him, and I got exposed to different stuff. And at one particular time, I got exposed to this industry of network marketing where a guy said how much he made. And I said, man, he made more than some of my guys that came before me that's in the NFL right now. He don't have to put his body through all this. And that's when it started to register me. It was more than one way to get it. Right. Where I grew up, I thought you had to play ball, sell drugs, or rap. Right. But we got exposed to opportunity outside of the game, and I realized, hey, I got a stage, people know me, people do business, people they know they like and they trust. Why not I just start networking using this football stage to open up doors or bridge, build bridges to other avenues that could possibly help me when this game is over? Because guess what? Right. I had been over for me once. I know what that felt like. So yeah. fortunately enough, I had been hurt down and, and it felt like that was the the best, worst thing that ever happened to me. Because mm -hmm. if I don't know how they was going to go, and I would have got a full ride scholarship, everything would have been good, I probably would have blew it. But when things right. didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, and I had some adversity hit, it changed my perspective and made me have to grow and stretch me. And that's when the light bulb came on of, hey, you're cool. 107,000 people come to the stadium. They know your name. Right. Well, if you're going to start a business, be an entrepreneur, do something, you already got people that know you. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is create a product or a business or something for them to, for them to come in and do business with you. Right. So a lot of those things kind of happened as I got exposed. But what I realized was, as an athlete, you got a brand in the stage. And certain, all stages not created equal. But right, some people have more name recognition than others. Like, I didn't have that much name recognition. However, I understood what I was doing, so I made sure it was intentional as my name recognition scaled to a certain degree. Right. But you got a power base. When it comes down to entrepreneurship, 
you got people that 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 already know you. Won't you start somewhere they at? So what I did not do, which is a lot of athletes do, they leave the athletic stage and platform, or when they're at the peak of it, for when they don't use it outside of sports, and then right. if they're on their way down, they not located the same place where their power base is located. They leave and go back to the home because mm -hmm. people to get out of here. They go back to the hood, back to the block, and those people are not conducive to their growth, and those people can't add value to the business. So therefore, versus going to where you play ball at or whatever sport you play, go back to that environment where people know of you. Right. Attach yourself to them before you're obsolete on that on that sport landscape and build something from it. So I just was aware. I seen a lot of that happening to guys that came before me. And right. I was like, okay, either I'm gonna be on the same path he on or, or I'm gonna have to change trajectory. So I just decided to do a lot of the things the guys were not doing as I paid attention to them. Um, that was seniors that had left early to the draft, that came back from the league. Like, I just really was kind of paying attention. Like, I'm a sophomore. If I don't figure this out, I'm gonna be just like them. Right. No one's wrong being like them, but it didn't necessarily intrigue me. Right. So, a lot of things, a lot of things kind of click, but it's, it's a lot. It's all in the book, though. I put it all wow. in the book. It's, it's open book. That is incredible. Guys, I'm going to have, well, I should say listeners, um, <laughs> I'm going to have his, all of his information, his website, your book information. I'm going to include it all in the episode description. And anything else you would like me to add, I will put it in there. I really want you guys to take some time and to learn more about Mr. Derek. He, as you can see and as you can hear, knows his stuff. He experienced it firsthand. The path that he lined is something that he lived, that he believes in, and that he is willing to, to inspire, impact, and empower. Did I get it? Got it. Perfect, perfect. All right, guys, so as you know, we have, well, I have a after show on YouTube. So we're gonna continue this conversation on the Yep, She Said It podcast after show on YouTube. And I will also put that clip or the link in the episode description. So Derek, thank you so much. And I look forward to the rest of our conversation on the after show. Thank you. Hey guys, I just had to interject really quickly. Before we wrap up this episode, just want to take time to give a little shout out to Ms. Soul Divine TV for taking some time to leave a voice message on the app to share her response and how an episode recently impacted her. Please feel free to leave a message, guys. I'll share it on the episode. We'd love to hear how any of the episodes connected with you. Thanks. Peace, Marley. It's Lauren. Thank you so much for this message today. I really enjoyed it. It definitely resonated with me because I, too, ran the 400 and 200 um, in my track years. And we both had similar experiences, except my 200 meter uh, race uh, in it more tragic. <laughs> it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Um, I was almost to the finish line and I fainted. But you know this 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 episode remind reminds me you know to that I even then even after that happened I didn't give up and then even now it uh, inspires me to remember to run my own race and to not worry about what everybody else is doing just stay the course stay focused and just continue to run all right thank you so much All right, guys, so I really hope you enjoyed this episode. This brings us to the conclusion of the first episode of season four. Woo! 
I'm super excited. Um, I'm so thankful that Derek Furlow joined us um, to really drop some gems. And I'm super excited for um, all the interviews to follow. This definitely set um, the bar high for me, for my purpose, for my mission, um, and everything that I have planned and I'm excited for and manifesting uh, for the rest of 2020. Um, like I said, I'm going to do another episode that will really recap 2019. There's some valuable lessons, some life-changing events that I want to share to inspire everyone. Um, but in regards to what I've been up to, what's been happening off, what's been happening from the um, from the jump of the new year. Um, basically, we are today is uh, this episode will drop on the 8th. 19th we'll drop on the 19th which Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern um, and at that point I would have already presented at the Black Student Athlete um, Summit the Black Student Athlete Summit in Austin Texas at the University of Texas Austin it was my first time attending I believe it's been around for like four or five years um, and my first time presenting it was the largest crowd I've ever presented to um, the largest screen I've ever had my um Google slide on and also my first time actually like having a podium with the mic. Usually um, the room is intimate enough to where I can project my voice or I'm actually holding a microphone. Um, I've even had headsets, right? A meditation workshop. So this was different and it was so funny because I, I felt like I couldn't hear myself. So I kept moving the microphone and all I could think was myself like, oh my God, I'm acting like the people on Family Feud who lean in like so close to the mic, like you can't hear them. And they're like, Steve, it's on the board. Um, <laughs> that's what I felt like. I haven't seen my presentation in, in its completion yet, um, but I'm super excited to see it. And um, when I get that footage or, or have it, hopefully I can get it. Um, to share it, you know, on my website and on social media with you guys. Um, but that was incredible. I, you know, if you don't know, um, I'm currently working towards my doctorate and I am getting uh, my degree in social work. And my focus is for the dissertation is black female collegiate athletes um, and their journey out of sports. So that athletic identity shift, the intersectionality piece, um, uh, black feminist thought, like this, it's a lot, it's a lot that goes into it. So that's my focus. But, um, as many of you guys know, I have a business that I am launching. We, um, actually just finished shooting, uh, some scenes this week. Um, I had an amazing group of young women that came out and volunteered their time to help the vision come to life because I'm like, I am not where I want to be, but if you just hang on with me, baby, it is going to be worth it in the end. Um, so I'm so excited to get that out. Um, shot a few extra scenes to go into the video. Um, and that video will be seen when the business actually launches. So I have made some changes with the curriculum um, that I'm creating. I'm focusing on middle school through collegiate athletes. I'm gonna focus on um, student athletes, their parents, and the professionals that work with student athletes. So I've made some changes within my curriculum through more research that I've done, um, ways on how I'm going to get that information out, whether it's through workshops, online, webinars, Eventbrite, um, and face-to-face -face activities, all of that. So it's been a lot of work. And every time I think I'm there, I'm not quite there. So my goal is to um, get that newsletter, get the business announcement, um, 
get it out because everything else is done, but it's just those fine pieces. And really the expectations for me, I feel I have been set so, so high from meeting so many amazing people that are in the field. Um, so if I don't have your email and you would like to get the business announcement, um, and see this amazing, like when I tell you this video is fire, um, and it really captures like the energy, my vision and, and what I'm trying to do on, on a level that, I feel like you haven't seen in this, in this business, right? In this vibe. Um, I'm trying to take a different twist to it. I feel that I'm very approachable and I'm just trying to make this fun, but real. So I'm super excited. So um, everyone will get an email with that announcement. I will um, also be giving spotlights on the newsletters that have um, my guest speakers in it. Um, guest speakers from the podcast they'll be featured on there as well um, and then just other hot things that I think are important for you guys to know um, it's just gonna be great like I'm just super excited to get it out and I plan on hitting a lot of people up with that newsletter so if I don't have your email and you want it please um, e you can DM me you can um, email me all that stuff I'll have all the inf all of my contact information in the episode description um, and also looking for more sponsors for 2020 if you have a business if you have um, uh, an event coming up and you want to promote that um, hit me up you never know I may be feeling you know real good and just say hey just come on and shine the light you know or maybe a small nominal fee just gotta see where you catch me at um, but I'm super excited. I want to share the platform. The listeners have grown. Um, there's an opportunity that I was hoping that was going to um, uh, occur in in December 2019. Didn't necessarily come through. And I just I, it's, it's all with God's plan. You know, like I don't believe in putting my business and my brand in a place that isn't necessarily um, ready or for me. But when God says, hey, let's do it, I'm all for it. So it's a journey, man. And I'm just so excited that so many of you have tuned in and there's so many new listeners. Um, I'm super thankful. But for 2020, the plan is business launch, rocking and rolling, um, keep making progress in my degree because, woo, baby, I got to graduate 2020, trying to be three and done unless my research deems otherwise but not because of my um slackation yes i made up that word um you guys know that i'm working on a book uh crazy things happened towards the end of 2019 and i just couldn't give it what i needed to give it so it's still gonna happen it's still coming it's still in the, almost done it's just like i don't know what i need to do to just seclude myself child i don't know i could go on and on but it's a lot a lot of stuff in the works i'm super excited um there is an event that I will be participating in here in Miami. I'm super excited. I will probably announce that on the next episode. But if you tune into my social media, I will be posting it um, probably on Sunday, um, maybe Monday of the following week. So just let you guys know I'm on the move. God is good. It's getting to a point now where I am being contacted with information or approached with, with the information and events. So it lets you know that when you are in your purpose, you are on the right platform and you have the faith and believe in prayer that anything and everything is possible. You can do it. I am like a everyday person. I am not rich by any means, but I am wealthy in faith, wealthy in knowledge. And I've just made a conscious decision to invest in myself. And at times it does cause a very a serious um, sacrifice to make things happen. But in order to do things right, you have to be willing to give it 
and trust God that it always works out in the end. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Yup, She Said It. A new episode drops every Sunday. And don't forget to catch the rest of this interview. Go to my YouTube channel to watch the Yup, She Said It podcast after show with Derek Furlow. The episode will be available at the same time this episode drops. The link will also be in the episode description. I'm out.